right? If we just taught people how to just do Kongs and just do these things, tutorials are already taking our jobs. But to be honest, we don't, let's go further back. You don't even need tutorials to learn how to do Kongs because we all learned how to do Kongs before there was even a slow-mo bit on YouTube. We just sat there and pressed the button really quickly. Yeah, just like, how did Callum stick that? Let me just get really close. Powell, how do you do this? Hi, Louis here, glad that you're also sticking by. Today on Swapping Shoes, I had the pleasure to talk with my dear friend Callum Johnstone. He's a parkour coach from Scotland, currently working in Hamburg, Germany, teaching at Die Halle. He's also an amazing tracer, kendama master and circus freak. This is a lengthy one, Callum is a champion of the words. However, it is such a pleasant chat. I hope that you enjoy it. This is Swapping Shoes with Callum Johnstone. Thank you. Hello, Kalum. How are you? Welcome to Soppy Shoes, man. Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm grand. What's, what's happening? I'm good. You're I'm grand? Good. I'm grand. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is that a saying? Like a Scottish saying? Uh, I, th I, think, I think stereotypically it's Irish. If I'm honest, I'm grand. Mm. But I don't know. It's, it's just something that I say. I don't know. I don't know why. And maybe it's a Glasgow thing. I'm not sure. But uh, every, everyone in Glasgow thinks they're a little bit Irish anyway, so I think that might be it. <laughs> um, you're talking now from the Halle in Hamburg, right? Yes, in, in the Kursraum in the Halle that's currently being used for costumes. So I'm surrounded by all these really interesting looking clothes on racks. <laughs> so yeah. So what did you end up, how did you end up there? Right. How long we got? So... <laughs> so it's essentially it was fairly simple um i i think i met the dihali guys when i was in denmark um mm -hmm. studying up there in Allerup, and then i came down and just met them and i just i just got a really nice vibe from them and then i was um i, w I went back to glasgow after Allerup, and then opened a, a sort of movement gym thing with a with a like a judo coach and then i think there was a time where i moved on from that and i was like there was always the joke that maybe in like three years I'd come to Dihala because they were just talking about opening up and stuff. And I was like, hmm, maybe moving to, to Germany in three years would be cool. And then I think it was a year later that I was like, oh, okay, I'm in a position where I could move. Mm. Um, so yeah, then, then I kind of just messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm in a position where Brexit might be happening anytime soon. Um, <laughs> I feel like getting out might be, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. So I kind of was like, hey, watch the chances and I think if I'm honest I think Felix Bonaman was like yeah I'm not sure like we've got classes but we're not sure you might have to get an extra job and I think that at the time um Franzi and I who's uh, my girlfriend at the time she we, we were just like yo let's try it and then mm -hmm. yeah we moved we moved over and luckily there was lots of classes <laughs> it was just one of those <laughs> things though luckily there was lots of classes and um I think I spent the first year or two just learning German, which was a complete <laughs> interesting experience. And now how's your German? Um, I find that question really difficult to answer. It's one of those things that you'd have... <laughs> like German. You'd have to ask the Germans here. I think I can get by. Do you know what I mean? I think I can mm -hmm. get by. Um, my knowledge of the language in terms of like academic knowledge isn't necessarily great, but I think that my knowledge of English isn't necessarily great. I feel, like I, I feel like I've got worse in English and slightly better at German, and I'm now the master of neither language. 
Can you have a conversation in German? Yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah, I can have a conversation. Okay. You might see panic in my eyes. Can you teach a whole class? <laughs> um, yeah. Sweat, some sweat, panic in your eyes. I'm not going to lie. One of, one of the things about I found when moving here was I got really good at looking like I knew you, what you were saying. Just the whole nod and say, yeah, and hope <laughs> it's not a question. And that, got, that gets you by really well if you're good at it so um and yeah no i can teach a class and stuff in german i usually i go for understanding is most important so like if i say a sentence and i feel like it's wrong i'll just say the same sentence just in a different way and at one point the student will be like ah did you mean this and i'll just be like yes yes i think so good and that's how to learn yeah. right that's how to learn and like, i try error yeah and then you get to learn every little bit that's cool. Um, when we were talking before via WhatsApp about uh, this conversation, you came up with a really nice subject that I really enjoyed. That was uh, about community. Community. You were talking about the parkour community. community. And and you, <laughs> yeah, community. community. <laughs> what is it for you? Because like you, you have a very interesting approach to what community is. In this moment, I've completely forgotten what I said in these voice messages to you earlier. But I, I find, <laughs> I, I think community is, I think community is the thing that we all talk about, you know, and, and when I say we, I mean, like, we generally speaking, the parkour community, we, we say that word a lot. And um, going on the kind of like the, the deep dive to figure out what that is and, and, and figure out what that means has led me on to both understand a little bit more and understand way less in a lot of ways. But I think, I don't know, I was having this thought yesterday, I guess, the other day about what community means. And it, it may be a really extreme example, but we talk about community and we talk about, like, togetherness. I actually really like the German word for community more than I like the English word. Um, it means Gemeinschaft. How is it German? It means Gemeinschaft. It doesn't uh -huh. mean it is Gemeinschaft. And what that means is it's togetherness. It doesn't, community is quite a descriptive mm -hmm. word, but I feel like the together, German is quite literal, right? It's really like, <laughs> point blank. But togetherness, yeah. it's not just yeah. like people, but it's this, this being, this feeling of, of, of being one. And I think that, yeah, I think it's interesting how some people, especially like, I don't know, um, we use it a lot. And I think basically we, we use it for what we think it means. And I wonder in a kind of a society mm -hmm. level, when we talk about community on a sort of society basis, we're talking about what's locally here. And I think the example, I think I remember now, the example that I was talking to you earlier about is like, what is a community there to do in a way? And I feel as though when I think about a community is there to look after each other, like we're there for each other. And we talk about that a lot in parkour. Mm -hmm. But let's take that to an extreme, you know, like what happens, like a community is there to look after you so I wonder how far you can push that. So for example, in a community, how well do you look after each other? If somebody became chronically ill, mad example, somebody became mm -hmm. chronically ill in your community, would you then look after them? And that, in a sense, when we think about this in the sort of wider scale, it's kind of like the question of like, would you look after somebody that you don't necessarily agree with as well? In a kind of wider idea, like do, is, is community just the people we agree with or is community the whole spectrum of what it means um both and in what depth is the parkour community a community then do you think it's just a community because everyone shares the same common interest that is training parkour practicing or working think, with parkour 
Or do you think that community is actually this type of one looking after each other? Because in the parkour yeah. community or the Gemeinschaft, I don't know <laughs> the, the correct word, but the togetherness group, I think that there is also this always this sense of wherever you go, there will be people who are uh, kind of the same as you because they share the same mm -hmm. interests, they like the same things and they want to do the same thing that you do. So if you go, for example, if I go to Hamburg right now, I'm quite sure that we would meet. Maybe you could host me. The same thing, uh, vice versa. Like to me, yeah. you know, if you come here, I will take you out. So I think this is the community, like this looking out for each other. Mm -hmm. But for you, what, in what depth do you think that parkour is more, uh, the community is more just the togetherness rather than a family, like neighborhoods thing? I mean, to be clear, I'm not quite sure ever what my viewpoint on community is. It like keeps changing, which is why I think it's kind of hard for me to like come up with a clear example sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think at the end of the day, a community is just a group of people. It's a group of individuals coming together. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that like that's, that's a generalized kind of idea. I think someone like Tom Taylor could go more into like individualism. But my <laughs> idea is, is like, we are all individuals and we come together. And when I look at, to bring context into, so I, I obviously started off with parkour and the parkour community, the, the environment was so new. You know, everything that we just talked about, everything that was like, okay, you, there, there's a sort of unspoken connection um, mm -hmm. between you. If yeah. you know that you do parkour, then it's like fam. Do you know what I mean? If all oh, you do parkour, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> boom. And it's, it was something that I felt strongly about, especially in Glasgow. I was quite lucky that my parkour community, when I started, was always already quite developed. Like they had coaches, they had the sort of guys organizing jams and stuff. So I came into this, what felt like a family. And yeah. I was young, do you know what I mean? I was 15 at the time. And, and I think when you're at that age, you look outward to, to kind of make sense of what you see. So I was like ready for meaning at that point. Do you know what I mean? I was like trying to, yeah. wasn't really having a great time in school and just, I just met these guys who were older than me. Like they've been like five, seven, eight years older than me, mm -hmm. but had a really, a closer connection of what friendship felt like than any of the friendships that I had kind of in school. And I, and I was always wondering why that was. Um, but I think community is essentially a group of people coming together of a common, common like of something. Um, mm -hmm. I now have parallels between like what I see in the parkour community. I was also kind of a theater kid when I was younger as well. So I can see a distinct theater community mm -hmm, yeah. as it were, and a bunch of people who do and, and live something. And then now there's the Kendama community as well. So yeah. there's difference. And then also I was quite lucky when I was like 17, I got to go to Australia for a year yeah. to, to teach in a school over there. So I went from Scotland to Australia and there was a moment of, yeah, as you say, you go to a new place and you meet a new community and you feel like it's exactly the same. Yeah. And you see the commonalities and then there's times you're like, oh, I see the differences as yeah, well. Yeah. Like you do see the differences. And, but at that point it was just reflecting back to my own community, what I knew parkour was, you know, mm -hmm. this was like, I go over it. And then I was like, oh, it's the same. And I was looking for that connection. And then I think when I went to Denmark, I had, you had this kind of tri, tri sector. I don't know, like this kind of triangle. Yeah. So I had my community that I grew up thinking, this is what I know parkour is. Yeah. And then I have the Australian one, which is kind of similar to the UK, but also different. And then the Danish community, which is completely different. There are similarities between these communities, but there are also differences. But generally mm -hmm. speaking, we'd also say that it's all still part of the same community. So how can yeah. we rationalize that? In As a like way, a local plus a global, 
right? It's not yeah. you know, like it's not the same people. The training uh, in in Madrid for someone who's not from there is not going to feel the same as training in their home spot, right? Yeah. Even, so, so even 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 uh, um, from a city to another, the local communities are different to the global parkour community. So so but again, so so what is the global parkour community? The global parkour community is the the sort of adding together of all these individual local communities or all these individual people. Anyway, so so I see community is uh, when I hear people talking about the community, they they often say, "Oh, this is what the parkour community thinks," mm-hmm. and I often wonder. I I used to be I used to be the most opinionated, like, "Oh, I think this and this is the thing that's happening," you know, mm-hmm, yeah. and like really like that, and especially like uh, early days of Fig as well. It's like, "Whoa!" and and I am quite fighty like that. <laughs> And I guess it's like learning how to undo that in a way. But I think that when I when you look at community, we often tend to talk about what we think the community is. And I feel as though the community is like a living thing. Like it, it's everyone's opinions together. The community doesn't have one single opinion on a thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. have your so local thing. So for me, that's why is that important? And I think that's important about when having conversations about talking about internal parkour things and external parkour things. Yeah. And and trying to separate that and I think that's something that at the end of the day I'm still trying to learn what community means but a lot of it is more about trying to make space for all of these conflicting ideas but at the yeah. same time it still fits within this one thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I see community or, or a perspective on community is we are all just individuals making it up as we go along. Like let's yeah. not put, like and and at varying degrees people will have a more certain idea of what they think parkour is and then even within parkour i remember i was listening to some of your podcasts today and i and i have this feeling of like even i don't think we realize how dissected the parkour community that we have is because mm-hmm. if you think about how parkour at least in in scotland or like in the uk came up it was brought over and a lot of people started when they were like 22 or 23 yeah and I think that you're already kind of a, an adult or you're an early adultness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Professional word for that. Um, early adultness. And then they started training and then the newcomers come in. Like these young guys start seeing that and they learn from them in a way that they got empowered by them. Do you know what I mean? Like you learned the, the skills and the jumps and then these young kids like, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. So then there's like and again that for me that's kind of how i see the flips and the and the free running kind of stuff came in is just that there were two different groups of people going out and training what they felt was parkour because it wasn't quite yeah. defined then they were just going out and, and if we go kind of deeper into that it's like they're just going out and trying to express a feeling of what yeah, they yeah. think it is you know so to say that parkour is that or this or that i kind of find that discussing futile in a way because we all have different perspectives of what it is it means different things to each of us but at the same time if we listen to each other i don't know yeah i think i think it's is like the same thing to pretty much everything in the world uh of course there are very objective points very factual things that are just absolute truths like two plus two is four and some mathematic geek is gonna comment that i might be wrong <laughs> but you know there's things that are like um exactly as we are it's black and white but um for something like a parkour community this very subjective vague uh concept mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to define it define what parkour is what the community is what is the connection between people and as you said before i really like this idea that 
we all have an internal perspective to what the parkour community is and mine is different to yours and yours is different to a boy that is 18 years old and now is training only in gyms in Sweden and yours and these guys is completely different to like Sebastian Fulcan yes there's all the different ones and then on the other hand you also have this uh this external the the ones that the the external um perspective from what people that don't know parkour they look into our community and what is the image is i i think that it's so messy and there are so many opinions and there's so little um uh, there's so little uh organization like fixed like terminology and this type of stuff i think that makes parkour even more <laughs> like people from outside they're like isn't the thing of jumping from place to place, right? It's really good. It's really nice. But it's like you jump from a building to another, do flips and stuff. You know, it's I not like it's, football. Yeah, football no. is football. Uh, gymnastics yeah. is gymnastics. Parkour is people jumping from a place to another. Yeah. Know? No, I, I totally... It, it's a really difficult thing to def, like to define as well. In a way, like we can obviously go into like what the Yamakaze were training in the intention and stuff. And I still love that stuff. Do you know what I mean? That's the geeky. I'm a geek. I'm a, I'm, I realized recently how much of a geek I am. Like, I loved all that stuff back in the day, just just looking up. And it is the, the OG perspective is very much still part of the sport for me. But I don't think that you, as a community grows, I don't think that I, even though it might not be as prevalent or like as in in the mainstream of the community thing, I don't think we lose that. In a way, yeah. I don't know if I'm completely going off on a tangent suddenly, but. No, definitely um, not. But you're right. It's the evolution of the community too. Like times change, people change, and we're shaping. Like I think we're constantly ch shaping the 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 community, the sport. Everything is being shaped nowadays. And until there's like a like exact definition that maybe there will never be. But until then, it's like the what the Yamakaze did and what the 2000 generation did and the 2010 generation did. It's just resulting in progression and after progression. But it's there, and I think we should respect it. Exactly. I think I think I kind of I, I've I've had a thought. My brain makes no sense. I have the most tangented way of thinking. I think what I mean earlier, we're talking about earlier, but what is community to me? I think that what I find what I find really interesting is that I have a I have a base feeling that parkour isn't the thing that we really like. I know that sounds really <laughs> weird. I actually don't think like the jumping. Yeah, I don't. Th I think the jumping is part of it, but I don't think that's the thing that 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 we really love. What is that then? I think it's the togetherness. And I know that sounds really <laughs> weird, but I think it's the. It's, I think it's the the going out with your mates, trying something that you struggling with something, fighting something that like trying to make something hard for yourselves and fighting that together, and being with your mates through that experience and learning with your friends. Mm -hmm. I think that that is the thing that we actually like in terms of that. And, and obviously, I love jumping. Do you know what I mean? The jumping is, is grand. Um, I sound really like I don't like parkour. I love it. As we say, this is what I, I, I've spent <laughs> the last 10 years of my life trying to do it. But like the thing, the commonality between, for example, Kendama and parkour is the passion. You get a Kendama player, they'll be like, man, this is the best thing ever. Like, yo, you can do this and you learn so much and you need to zen out and you need to concentrate on all this thing. And they get really hyped. Oh, come and do this. And you can do it with your mates. Mm -hmm. And I had that when I had parkour, you know, I was like at the beginning of parkour. I'm like, yo, I want to teach you all this. You guys come on. It's amazing. You're this whole new thing. And then people would come up and mm -hmm. try parkour and be like, it's just jumping. I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, but this <laughs> thing, like there's people, like these guys are like, yo. 
And it's like, I don't get it. And then it's the same with skating as it's like in terms of that community type is like the, the, the crew, the idea that you go out with your mates and, and you learn together is quite empowering. You know, and I find yeah, yeah, parkour yes. empowerment. I, I, I find parkour empowerment. Parkour helped empower us in a lot of ways. I feel personally, mm -hmm. in my personal like journey, parkour gave me this feeling of like, yo, I can actually do something. I can actually yeah. climb up. Like, yeah, it's that whole generic. We've all, we've all have this. I don't want to, it's that generic, like we empowerment, but it's that feeling that we're trying to communicate when we want to share this love that what we do, you know? And, and I think that the jumps are sick, but I think that the things that, that we really connect with are, is the, is the people is the, is the love of training there with the people and getting to know the people. And, and that's kind of what, for example, Ed speaks a lot about, about how we all look at him and be like, yo, he's like this, this guy, this madness, but what he gets off on is just training with people. Yes, yes at the end true, of the yeah. day and i think that's the thing is is like he and then because of the the training with those people it comes out in the expression of his movement and i mm -hmm. think that when i train for example usually the times where i'm trying really hard like the way that i train is usually try an impossible task and then fight with it for hours <laughs> you know and it doesn't matter if it's parkour or kendama or, or skating or whatever like i'm just fighting with something and I found that sometimes the movements that I don't try to, I just kind of, it comes through me at the moment with the friends or I'm having a good, if I'm having a good sesh, I feel comfortable and I don't need, and, yeah. and the fight isn't necessarily there. If I'm by myself and I train, it's like a kind of fight to get into the mood or, or the zone. So I think that my point with what was community is, is, is if your community are the people that, that you are, you can be passionate with, that you can like push each other with and help each other with. And I think that, yeah. The reason why specifically parkour is so specialist to us is because it seemingly came out of nowhere. There's no rules, and yet we still empower each other. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I that's kind of what I look at at the moment is like, what is it about what we do that gives us this feeling? Gives us this? We are literally just going out and making problems for ourselves <laughs> and making <laughs> issues and what is it about making problems for ourselves and going through that experience and I think that for me as a coach and I guess that I could say that like I've been teaching for I don't know how long like but it's never really it's been an exploration of how do we teach parkour because I also don't think that parkour is necessarily a sport uh, in a way in the classical way of of mm -hmm. a sport and I heard you talk about this recently as well, but just I'm very interested in terms of how we teach it in a way is like I've, I had um, a really interesting conversation with Johnston once Johnston from, from Scotland, the other Johnston. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just built this gym that I mentioned earlier and I was showing him it and, and he was like, yeah, man, like, but you know, this is cool and all, but is, is teaching parkour really parkour? Have you ever heard that question? Is teaching parkour wow. really parkour? Because when did, see when you learned to train, see when you learned to train, did you well, have a coach? Someone taught you. Someone to kind of, yeah, there was a group of people that I trained with who were coaches. I went to their classes once or twice, but the guy, Paul Sayer, my best mate, he, he was already a coach at that point. He was like 17 at the time. And then we just went out training normally. But my question to you is like, when you, when you started parkour, did you have a coach? No, but I had mentors. I had people who would make sure that they would kind of lead me into a way. They were not coaches. They were mentors. And I, and, and I tried to, to lead the same type of style of training with my, my, my students. Okay. I tried to make sure that it doesn't seem 
like um, I'm teaching them like specifically do this, that, this, that. Yeah. And trying to just show them a way. And then, of course, the physical part, the conditioning and stuff. Yeah. Then I go more more technical and mm-hmm. more like a repeating and leading but usually on on uh, mentoring on teaching the the movement part the skills um i think the best is that they figure it out by themselves because mm-hmm. everyone works differently so um and everyone like i i could forever teach a guy for like 10 years i teach a student um, like 12 years old girl forever I'm teaching this girl and she's not gonna be what I teach her she's gonna be a addition of everything that she experienced through this whole period everything that I can do is facilitate her through a little bit of my experience facilitation and yeah. give some yeah um, okay um, is teaching parkour parkour interesting hmm I actually it was so yeah I'm not sure Basically, yes, I, I do. I from this conversation I had with Johnston, it went something along the lines of like, well, I I I believe that you can learn something from each other without necessarily having a coach, and I think that is one of the big selling things and one of the reasons why parkour people, or why people like parkour, is that there is no kind of authority figure telling you what to do. And I I can speak on behalf of myself, but I also know especially the people that I started training with, those were necessarily the people that didn't like being told what to do, you know, and and they enjoyed being different. So in the sense of, it's an interesting question to be like, is the job that I do necessary? (laughs) In a way, like the kids, I realized fairly early on, you don't, the kids don't need you. Do you know what I mean? We learned parkour without a teacher, so we don't need teachers to learn how to do parkour. That's my perspective. (laughs) <laughs> in a way you make it faster, we make, exactly though. so that's the thing and this is the difference that you identified about mentorship and teaching is the sense that when i talked to johnston about this i was like so johnston when you went out when you went out training were you by yourself and he was like no i was with my friends and i was like okay cool when you were with your friends did you talk about stuff like about challenges and he's like well yeah i had we, we talked with each other and like people tried things and then i tried it and we talked and i was like right cool but there wasn't like a leader there wasn't like there but he's like no we were all learning together i'm like exactly that is a thing. Cooperative learning is a thing. And I think that this idea really triggered my head when I read a book called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we talk of about, course. were you reading it? Yeah, we talked yeah. Paulo Freire. Yeah, I have it here. It's really nice. And I think that what I'm trying to reference is there's a concept within that, that book that talks about how do you, because that whole book is about empowerment. How do you empower people that aren't empowered? And I think that not everything that's involved is in that book that's about obviously directly translatable about parkour but it was this concept of he explained that in order for in order for the student that you're trying to teach to feel like they also have a say in something and they they feel empowered they you need to make the 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 distinction clear in the sense of like he came up with this idea of teacher student student teacher so that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know this idea maybe you can explain it better than i can at the minute but like no, you can't. Come on. <laughs> the the teacher student is the idea that I am the teacher here, but there's the understanding that as the student, you are there to help me learn how to teach you. So you are helping me how to teach you. And then the other side, you are a student, yes, but you are also a teacher. You are helping. Like there's a kind of um, leveling, and I think this is what's important: is this idea that when going into a class, nobody knows more than the other. This is kind of my perspective. You could be doing parkour for two two weeks. 
and I'm very much generalizing, yeah. but you could be doing parkour for two weeks and 20 years, but you're on your own experience, you know, and, and nobody really knows more. They have their own experience and go through, but you're, you're on the journey with them is my point. So in terms of parkour, I kind of see it as like, uh, change the teacher to practitioner. And it's like, I'm a practitioner student, so I'm practicing parkour, but I'm also a student of parkour. And then you are also one of my students, but you're also a practitioner at the same time. <laughs> like you are on yeah. your own journey. And I think that's the distinction as well is, is like, what is your role as a coach? And I think as a teacher, your role should be to make yourself redundant. If you can teach your kids so well, when I say kids, <laughs> sorry, I mean students, but if you can teach your students so well that they don't need you, you've done your job. And I don't think that happens yes. just by, by, in, by knowledge basing. And it's a critique. The book is a critique of banking education where the teacher is this vessel of knowledge and you are an empty vessel to just put knowledge into something. And I've always had that critique of the mm -hmm. school system in general. And, and I think that's why I really locked onto this idea when reading that book, because it just applied to how we learn parkour. The times mm -hmm. that you learn the best is when you're both on the same level working out a plan or working out and figuring out a technique. So I try to implement that idea into my concepts for teaching. And it works really well on both sides, to be honest. That's the exact same concept I have with learning um, German with kids. I'd literally be like, so guys, I'm from Scotland and I sound really weird. So basically there's two roles here. Could you please help me learn German and I'll help you teach parkour, is that okay? And they're all like, yeah, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? And, and I don't know. That's just a little example of what I try to do. But I, I, yeah. I find no, that... Yeah, but it's cool, it's cool. I find that concept really applies for, like, how you go out and train with your friends. Do you know what I mean? And the empowerment side of this is... We yeah, are but you, cannot, you cannot say this out loud. I'm no? sorry, but you cannot say this out no? loud. Because, no, because you're going to make your job redundant. And I don't want to work with no, anything else. No, but to be honest... So I have to be a coach one day. If you tell us that we have to teach our students to be redundant, they were just killing ourselves. We're firing ourselves, resigning so, every single so day. So let me say this. So, so what is your value? You, you, you had to talk about this the other day, about what is your value? <laughs> oh, what is our good. value as parkour, parkour coaches? Is it your knowledge that is your value? Is it just the stuff that's in your head that makes you valuable? No. It's uh, the, the uh, sharing and facilitating but it's of course the the other thing that you were saying that i really like this uh, redundancy and to make a coaching being obsolete i think it's really good um but i think that you can still be a coach and be unnecessary mm -hmm. so i think i think because yeah, you can for sure yeah because you can be teaching values to someone who got into parkour one month ago but is incredibly sick uh, he just started but he's better than ed scott you can still teach him values that took you 15 years to learn through experience and together with what this person has to give you maybe you even create a new set of values and you create this big bubble of knowledge and wisdom right and then you make the world a very very beautiful and bright place what a dreamer am i i didn't smoke weed though <laughs> But I mean, yeah, but the thing is, though, I think the reason why I have this perspective is because at the end of the day, when I look at the people that I really respect and the people that taught me, I always want to keep going back to them. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's a few people in my life, like Chris Grant, who is a coach from Scotland, um, and he he now does youth work. And he actually, he, he talks the same stuff that he taught in parkour just via youth work. And actually the youth work that he does is actually way more in line in what I think parkour coaches really want to teach. 
as you say, it's this mentorship. It's not really this, like, I am this professional, I'm here to give you knowledge. It's being there with the student and, and helping them along the struggle that you're also on. Yeah. And I think that that has, and, and the benefits that you get from that is, like, when, when I don't know about you, but when I started parkour and I hear the story a lot, is that you didn't really like school, they're different, like, you, it was alternative. And I think youth work is, being that mentor for somebody is way more in line with what we kind of do. Because you don't teach so, them how to be people, right? You're just there to somehow let them find their track you know when you're doing youth work you're not there like yo you now you study and you become a doctor it's like maybe the kid is going to be a singer so and you cannot teach him how to sing but you're going to yeah. be there and you're not giving the technical advices but you're just there in case he needs and like you can open some doors that you have the key but you cannot create doors you know just and i f yeah yeah exactly Exactly. I think it's really, but I do know what you mean. Like, I, I, it's a kind of hope. I just believe in that philosophy. If you try to teach your kid to the, or not your kid, sorry, but your student to not need you, I feel as though that makes you valuable. Yes. In yes. a way. And I know that sounds really like we are thinking egotistically, but like, okay, we think about how do we make money as parkour coaches, right? If we just taught people how to just do Kongs and just do these things, we're going to be tutorials are already taking our jobs <laughs> yeah. you know yes. to be honest we don't let's go further back you don't even need tutorials to learn how to do kongs because we all learned how to do kongs before there was even a slow-mo bit on youtube we just sat there and pressed the button really quickly <laughs> so, i don't know if you did that i remember those days i've done that i've done that yeah just like how did callum stick that let me just get really close <laughs> powell how do you do this oh so like but as you say it is the context it is the lived experience that we as coaches can do we can go in and be like yo that jump is really scary and you know why i know that because i've experienced that fear as well and we talk about the lived experience of of feeling these things and i think that is far more not that i don't think i love tech do you know what i mean i love it but i don't think mm -hmm. that's necessarily the first thing again listening to flynn also hit this is i think there's a duality in everything that is there you can, mm -hmm. there's always the opposite is true. Yeah. I'm kind of quite a big believer in kind of, not big believer in the sense of like, but yin and yang, do you know what I mean? As much as everything I say is with certainty mm -hmm. is my opinion, I'm also aware that there's probably somebody else with as much experience as me who thinks the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in order, like this is a, a sort of analogy, I use analogies a lot, but like if I, in terms of let's say an argument in parkour comp uh, community let's what are the arguments in the parkour community like competition is parkour competition right mm. i've been doing parkour 10 years and i think just an example i think parkour isn't competition and then i meet somebody who's also been doing parkour 10 years and they've had their own experience their own thing and they think it is parkour competition mm -hmm. if i then sit down and go okay what is my idea? No, I think this. It becomes an argument of my parkour is better than your parkour. No, my parkour is the real parkour and your parkour isn't parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that is a really easy thing to fall into because it is, it is our own ways of thinking. They are our beliefs. And I think parkour is also unique in the sense that it is your own lived experience. You yeah. know, we talked about... Um, I binge listened to all of your podcasts. I'm just referencing. But like in terms of like... <laughs> uh, yeah, like when people first started, they didn't like flips because they were scary and hard. So like, no, no, I'm not going to do flips, flips, isn't that. And it's an internalized thing. It's kind of like how you feel about it. You're kind of scared yeah, of it yeah. and you don't want to. And I'm, I'm like that with most of the things I don't like. Most of the things I don't like, like technique wise, it's just because I'm shit scared of it. You know, <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but so many times, for example, I express my opinion. For example, I say this a lot. You probably heard this in other uh, swapping shoes. 
that oh I've, i hate the fact that parkour is now internet meme and people are making all these cringy videos yeah. and the image is so childish and people just see this as a joke but no one ever take parkour as a serious yeah. discipline which is interesting yeah. but on the other hand i know that those videos are bringing people to train with you you know in your gym yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the, from millions of kids are, are watching videos and they want to learn how to do it and they search how to how to do it and they go to a gym and then there we have the chance of changing their minds. Please don't take this as an encouragement to make cringy videos, people. Lewis has, uh, we all heard it here, <laughs> Lewis has uh, endorsed making cringy videos. Can you please tag him in it and send it to them? He would love it. Thank you very much. Um... I mean, I, I, yeah, I also, but it's also this idea of like, as, as we talked about, it's a community growth. So, hmm, when you, okay, let me go back. When you said you want park, people don't think parkour is professional. I find that kind of difficult to fully get because my entire relationship with parkour has been professional to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, the guys, as I say, when I was like 15, they'd already set up a, a group of coaches. They were regularly doing classes. Like being a coach was a viable profession for me. And that's a privilege fully. I realize that now how much like just looking at these guys being like, oh, I could be a parkour coach. Because like I wanted to be an actor before this. And then, <laughs> which isn't even a safe option anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then <laughs> you know, you always was, wanted to be broke. The, yeah. But maybe, but, but you could have been an actor. You're handsome as fuck. Oh, cheers. So we could both make films. We can still make films. This is the thing. I'd much, I, I love parkour way more because I think it empowered me way more. It made me understand yeah. that actually the thing that people's society say is true isn't necessarily true. Now, I don't think necessarily parkour is just that. I think that there's other subcultures like skating and hip hop and other cultures that also kind of relate to that idea of, of being different and yeah. and and going against the grain. I call them countercultures. I don't call them. That. It's a term, countercultures. But what were we talking about um i really this is what i mean <laughs> most of these matter. chats just it doesn't keep, matter keep them coming keep just give give me more nice we were uh, talk, no we're talking about argument. how mean you should be actors um but yeah i think like for me it's just like yeah the parkour aspect is such an interesting experience to be in but it's very difficult to be an individual and then also like you've got your own ideas and you want to put them out there but then there's somebody else saying something similar but slightly different and then ah and it's so easy to fall into that frustration and I'm definitely okay. susceptible to that, you know? One um, question then. Yes. Would you still do parkour if you could never do it with anyone? As if going to the gym type of thing to stay fit. You know, people go to the gym to stay fit, lift weights, boring as fuck, at least for me, for a lot of people it's not, but for me it's super boring. But they go there to the gym, like lifting and blah, blah, blah. They probably stay there for 20 years. They don't make a single friend in the gym. Not even a receptionist. They don't know the name. Would you still you would you practice parkour under these conditions? I think I would end up with that perspective. I would end up doing a lot other things as well. In a way, do you know what I mean? I would probably like, like yes, I have done. I do do in a way like I go out completely by myself and I'll train something just because I want to. But more, the interesting thing of the last couple of months is like I've been getting. I guess it's because I'm also surrounded by the opportunity. I'm I'm, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can regularly come to a gym as part of my work during Corona mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm, it's, it, I've, I've been surrounded by the opportunity to do that. But yeah. 
I've kind of drifted more towards wanting skating and that's been more the thing that I go off by myself. But I also in the past had it with Kendama. So I think the intention to just go off and do something by myself for the sake of doing it with nobody else is definitely there. Yeah. But I think that the reason, like, I think the reason why I can go off and do that is because of the experiences that I've had with people. Yeah. Okay. Whenever I train anything, I'm always in my head. It sounds weird, but I'm, I'm with people. Like, I'm, I still feel connected. to If I'm playing Kendama... I have thoughts of the last time I played Kendama with my mate Paul, or I think about the last time I played Kendama with somebody, and then I'm like, oh, this person did this really interesting trick. And that's the kind of where my headspace is at. So even though I'm quite... And I definitely go into my own little world and barely make eye contact with anyone, but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm with the people that I was training with. So I think, yes, I probably would if I couldn't have any contact with anyone. But it, 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 if, I, if I met parkour as just a, oh, hey, you come and you just do these moves... And that is parkour. I probably wouldn't know in a way of just like I don't. What's the why? Like, what is the deeper reason? Like, there for me, I really love parkour because it felt like martial art. No, not martial arts, but it felt like skating with philosophy. <laughs> do you think that skate skateboard doesn't have philosophy? Do 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 they? I don't know because I don't. I don't never been in the community. I know some skaters, but I'm not asking them. Man, what is your meaning for doing uh, skateboards? Uh, what do you think? How do you break your I, ha I think there is. I just don't know. I, I also haven't been in the community, whatever you call Like, I, I only, in the last couple of months, got over my fear of going to my local skate park and not feeling like a, an eight-year-old. Do you know what I mean? That kind of fear of, like, oh, the big boys are over there. They're really good. I just want to do my little jump. Do you know what They're I mean? They're watching like, me. <laughs> but then again, that was what was really funny about that, dude, is the fact that I went to my local skate park, right? And I did have this really weird feeling of, like, oh, man, I'm kind of self-conscious. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, those guys look really good. That guy just did a tray flip. What's going on? And then two guys pulled out kendamas. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, two guys pulled out kendamas. Because kendamas huge in all these other extreme, like, I say extreme sports, but kendamas in, in all of, like, snowboarding, tricking, all of these communities are now hella into it. <laughs> so I find the kendama community as, as, as a kind of sample of what a community is really interesting mm -hmm. because it's essentially a lot of the people who now just play kendama. It used to be a thing that you just played, oh, you're going out training and you're going to a spot, I'll play kendama on the way. Or I'm going traveling, I'll play kendama on the way. And then now it's got to a stage where there's people literally just playing kendama. Yeah. And they're getting quite successful. And I think the reason because of that, the, the, the due to the success is because of the uh, bringing together of all these different yet similar groups, skaters, trekkers, snowboarders, parkour people. And what is the similar about that is the fact that they all have their own language. If I say, like a code switching, if I say like tricks, you know, when you say, so if I say I do pop, shove it, kick, flip, varial, heel flip. That's a, that's a way of, of, of explaining movement. That if you don't really mm -hmm. do skating, you'll be like, what is that? In the same way if I said I did a Kong Gainer 360 back full to real pre. <laughs> the average person wouldn't be able to get out. That's a ridiculous <laughs> idea. But that's my point is, but with Kendama, all these people just already knew that way of thinking. So they come together like, oh, that's a lighthouse juggle to fucking spike. They're like, oh, cool. I know what that is. And they carried on. So the, the acceleration I've seen in terms of how people have connected with Kendama has gone up due to the kind of already ground-based learning that people have done in their own communities, if you know what yeah. I mean. So then the community in the end is like, is, we, we just gone into a circle. So the community yeah. can also be defined by a group of people who understand their own language. Yeah, For in a way. It can be. Can be someone. Yeah, for sure. Can someone be in the community not understanding the language? 
I think you can be learning the language in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like, do I understand what parkour is? Hell no. <laughs> I think what's funny about the whole, like, trying to figure out what parkour is, is the deeper you go into it, the more questions you get, in a way. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think as long as you... You learn it along the way. Do you know what I mean? When we started parkour, we had no idea what these things were. But I think it's the learning, the, the acceptance of just, just being completely... That's what I love about skating at the moment, is the fact that I'm such a noob. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's something that I, I'm humbled by every time I try to do a trick. And I'm like, that really hurt. Like, I've learned shinning it means a completely new thing to me now. Because <laughs> yeah. shinning it was like, okay, we do a big thing shinning it. Now with skating, I'm shinning it, every, and it's worse. I'd rather shin it in parkour than shin it in skateboarding. It's In skateboarding, it's less long-term damage but it's more immediate rage is it is it worse i think it's worse it's more like because it's not just like okay I, like when you do a shinner you can at least sit back and go okay cool <laughs> oh that was a good try you know ah that hurts but you know oh there's a bruise on it that's cool ow that hurt at least i tried and all this other stuff with skating it's like just a reminder that you fucked up <laughs> it's like a really quick thing bang shin and you're like ah <laughs> ah and then you then you need to sit there that pain and then immediately go for it again in a way, and I don't know, I, th I feel like with parkour, it's bigger, therefore it's like, it's, it's, I've, I've shinned it before and been like, nah, it's okay, I can go for the jump again. I've shinned it in skating and been like, I don't want to try it again. <laughs> so, but we were taught, yeah, I don't know, I think, for me, if, if we're taught, st sticking with this language analogy, right, I think that if, 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 if parkour is one language, then I think skating and the skating community is a similar one in the same way that, like, Spanish is related to Italian, or like, do you know what I mean? Like they can kind of understand but wait, but each what, other. What, what, like, here's a thing: what well, skate a thing. Okay. is different to parkour. Very different. <laughs> okay, yeah, like you yeah, have okay, a you have a you have equipment. You're moving on wheels. Mm -hmm. it depends on momentum. from a community point of view. Ah, from, from the a people, community. How is it ah, different? Okay, okay. From a from the people, because I see. Physical. I said this. From yeah, this is what I mean. It's not the physical. This is like we sit there and we can talk about how much we love fucking parkour shoes and they're the same it's the geekiness we, we're connecting over yeah. that with kendama people it's like pieces of wood like the like they're so geeky <laughs> sorry i love shit no but like talking about the diameters of how big the cups are the weights of the things it's but i i think in terms of how the community operates it's very similar in the same way of because of like, everyone is drunk and smoking weed just like parkour and skaters but even even within that i think that within the parkour <laughs> community there's a certain section of um out people going out there smoking weed and, and and getting smashed and then there's a certain part of the community that's really not that and totally against it in the skateboarding community i'm sure yeah okay there are people out there well we see them out there smoking weed and getting drunk but there's also going to be a section of the skater community that wants to make it serious and, and be part of the community but what i find interesting there's a lot of conditioning squats pistol squats yeah that's the, <laughs> the thing is i've been set. seeing skaters more older <laughs> skaters i say older but like yeah they're like 34 or 35 and they're like bringing in yoga into their practice now because they've been mm. learning how to roll and learning how to bail and be like yo i want to be doing this for time whereas i think the oh, skater cool. mentality was very much like fucking go hard or go home so but i'm i'm seeing him the globalization of the sport discipline i think this interdisciplinarity is key to ending wars man <laughs> but it's, that's the thing is it creates understanding if you try something yeah. you and you and i kind of like to talk about this is the reason why is what if you enter the struggle with someone you get an appreciation of how hard it is and mm. that can be applied to anything do you know what I mean? And it means that not just looking at it and being like, oh, because I also like I also do juggling as well as in the circus. Luck like had 
an opportunity to be in the circus with like Robbie, Robbie Griffiths when he was mm -hmm. like, and some amazing circus artist. And that was the first time that I really understood that theater and parkour could be brought together in a way. For a long time, they were separate. One is performing and the other one is private because I didn't like showing parkour. I was very timid. And <laughs> with circus, it brought in this connection. So like when I like, if you watch a juggler and you look, see him juggling five balls, if you don't know how to juggle, you're not going to know the difference between someone juggling five balls and someone juggling 12, apart from just seeing the number, like <laughs> seeing the balls in the air. But if you juggle, there's a physical empathy that, that is there. It's the same reason yeah, why watching physical someone... Physical empathy is such a beautiful term. Physical empathy wow. is why I call it, like <laughs> some people call it my G-spot, right? It's one of the... For example, if you do something in front of me and I think it's good, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel it. I'm like, what was that? And I think that is what I mean. Like, if you see Ed Scott, like that video he recently made, made me just do that the entire time. Him and Verky just doing like, what? Because if you know, first of all, how to do a jump, then you know how hard it is to do a flip pre. If you know how hard it is to try and do a flip pre and just try it, whether that be physically or mentally to get over that, seeing someone do a flip pre to a rail is just like... Yeah. And it's more than just, you empathize with it. You're like... Ugh! And that's the kind of, <laughs> your guts that, feel it. that I love. Does it ever happen to you that sometimes you're watching a video and then someone does a jump and you kind of jump with them a little bit? Like, yeah. just a reflex, like your leg goes up or something. Especially or your if you're really in with it. <laughs> I also find that with it, I, I tend to like, I don't really watch parkour videos anymore. It sounds weird as I still do, but I don't have that kind of like, yo, I want to watch a video to get me pumped to go out training. Because mm -hmm. I think. But Instagram, you do. With Instagram, I just kind of scroll, but my Instagram's full of like skating now. I, I binge skating. Skating is what I do the same thing that I used to do with parkour skating at the moment. It's, I've been, it's a complete transition. But essentially, I do like watching videos of people that I know that there's like a personal connection with because, yeah, I just get that, that kind of feeling more. I know it yeah, when I see them. To see how they're doing now, so it's nice. Oh, cool, man. You're still training now. Yeah, just like, oh, nice. And I think that for me is, is again, like I said, in some ways, obviously, parkour is sick, but I think that having a look at what is it that makes the fabric of this community, what is it that we like about each other? Do you know what I mean? And I think that is a far more unifying thing because we can disagree of what parkour is for years, but I think it's way easier to find the things that we agree on. As you said, mm -hmm. like we talk about it, the thing we love about the community is we can go to other cities, other countries, we can travel and find a space that we feel safe and we can relate to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's special. These are things that we can agree on. If the disagreements come up, then let's find a way to have a conversation that goes, okay, we disagree on each other, but it, it's still within the parkour community because you're a parkour person and I'm a parkour person. Yeah. And no matter how much I think I know, you have a valid viewpoint in this thing. And as I said, this duality idea is the parkour is not one thing. A human is not one thing. As mm -hmm. much as we're like, I think this, I have this opinion. Someone can come in and be like, well, have you thought this? And you're like, oh. <laughs> or have you ever felt those feelings of like I don't know how I feel about this mm -hmm. and I find that a lot is, is I react and like oh I don't like this and then there's like this other side of me that's like well what about this the yin and yang kind of like voices devil yeah. devil and thing and you're like so so even within ourselves as people we are not one thing yeah, yeah. so how can a community how can you even have I'm getting all sassy how can you have the audacity to speak on behalf of a community that you don't even know all of it you know Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But it's That's like, fire. it's like, especially, especially if you haven't traveled, if yeah, you haven't, yeah. if your only interaction with parkour has been you and your local community, 
and yes. the inter- in the and the global community and you haven't reached out and that's not like there's a whole bunch of um other things on that like if you haven't had the, i was really lucky that i could travel mm-hmm. you know i've been really lucky the opportunities that i have so like but it's that perspective of like i know what parkour is because me and my guys do this and i've seen that this is what it is and i i totally relate to it that kind of way of thinking and i think that when ego comes in in a way that that's part of it but in terms of the search of what it is parkour on a wider scale is, we can't have these petty arguments in a way. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, and half the time I see these things, I, I won't go into it, but I saw like a, a sort of heated discussion on Instagram. And even though I kind of was like, I see both sides, the things that got me were just how sort of visceral people were in the comments, how like, oh, I'm really disappointed this wasn't here and really angry about things. And I'm like... I get that. I get that we have a have a passion. When somebody in the community says this parkour, to me is now doing ballet on rails. Yeah, that is parkour to me. People would be like, "No, it's not. What are you doing? How dare you?" But just because I'm doing it as an individual doesn't mean that it, that that is parkour in a wider frame. And I think in terms of your perspective, for example, that you say about what outside people see parkour as, I f- think that's a really difficult thing to to control in a way. And I think the, to, because then you're, you're making it for that outside observer. You know, you're, we, we are trying to live an experience and then show it to somebody else at the same time. Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 but you choose your language in the end. And I think that it's, it's also, uh, you will explain a 10 years old uh, how to wash his hands in a different way that I will. Um, so in the end the goal is the same not to get corona but <laughs> but you know there the, the, the language that you will use is, use is different than the language that I use yes and so that's an interest are you talking in terms of kids in terms of like no no I'm changing of letting people know not kids but uh, like just the image the outside the external view uh, so yeah. If, But for if 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 and also of course like everyone has different experiences and background and personalities and memories traumas or whatever so they will always explain their things in their own way it's always every opinion is now everything is really subjective but but we need to find a common ground that is just common sense and that needs research that needs uh a global co- opinion that needs all sorts of um i think we need to create the, ex- the space for us you know? to be able to have those conversations exactly but we That's need this place exactly we need we need a place that we can all agree into expressing to the world what it what we are doing but we don't have to change how it is for us but on a way that everyone will understand what we're doing and is not this super subjective way that sometimes can be super harmful also, you know? I mean, I think, yeah, I kind of get what you mean, but, like, the, the, the thing that I have thought about in terms of the skating community is, like, as you say, the set, the, the, the image, or, like, the stereotypical, I don't think it's the actual general image of skateboarding, but the stereotypical image of skateboarding is just people that, like, yeah, they're on the street smoking and fucking drinking and still doing it. <laughs> and yet, but look at, they just did that. And they're still valued in society. Yeah, of course, of course. So, but this, you know, it doesn't take any value, of course. In a, in a way of like, for example, this is like if, but they were just authentically themselves. 
They yeah, just did yeah, what they did and they still, and, and it was through that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my perspective in a little way. And maybe it's not necessarily naive. As I say, everything I say, like the opposite is true. But the way that I like to think is rather than thinking, okay, what do they think of me? Try to be the authentic self of you. Yeah, and, definitely. And that's the definitely. thing is, is like not necessarily hiding or changing. As you talk, I keep the same language. I just edit it depending on who I'm talking to. But the baseline message is still the same in a way. Like, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. Is, is, but that's, I think, I think in terms of accidentally, when you, when you look at the outside too much, you might not because you're, you're, you're aware of how they think or what you think that yeah. they think. Yeah, 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 of course. Because that's another thing. Is, thing. Is, the other thing is if we're talking about parents now, a lot of, especially we think about, we're, I think a lot about this because we do coaching and we're like, okay, who is the main people that we're marketing to as a parkour group? I've realized that it's, 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 it is the community. We're there to facilitate, facilitate a space for the community. But in terms of our classes, it's like parents and stuff. And I think that our idea of parents are like, okay, they need a certain way of thinking, but we are now adults in a way of like the, the, the skaters back in the day are now becoming parents. One of the things I noticed in lockdown is when, especially here in Hamburg, is when I was going out just for walks and stuff, I noticed so many dads on skateboards <laughs> with their kids teaching them yeah. how to skate. Yeah. So course. it's this perspective of actually, I think the more we were talking about values, I think at that age when they're 30, you can talk to them a lot more about how, what did it teach you to learn how to skate? And it taught you perseverance. It taught you could do it. It taught you could do this. So being able to identify what our authentic values are and then talking to other people in different communities and then trying to find the connective values of that, then that means that other communities can see value in each other and we validate each other. Do you know what I mean in that sense? I feel as though that is the future of how to, not the complete future, but that is one way to not just make value for us in society, but, if, but what is society? Society is just lots of communities together. So if you can get one community to value your community and vice versa and talk about why what is the connections we can influence society on a larger level not just being parkour people but we are as you say a wider group of people that the the that will enlighten the road yeah that I guess will this enlighten is the question the what is it the parkour good man want. yeah at the end of the day it's empowerment i think i think that's the thing when i listen to jump london and jump britain like i think we also talked about this is, is the thing that i get from that Like there was te- there was barely any technique. Like it was just a bunch of guys trying, like people trying to jump about and do stuff. But when you talk to them and you listen to what it is that they they were connecting with, they were like, "Yo, I, I can't believe I can now walk around and see this wall and be like, I can climb up that now." Or like I go around and see this ugly estate that I used to not like, but actually I can see all these opportunities within it. And I think it's that perspective that you can go way deeper into. Do you know what I mean? You can talk about really deep philosophical ideas, not on the movement, but on, on how it, that movement and that empowerment makes you feel. And I think that's how, you, that's how we connect parkour to life. Do you know what I mean? Everything, we talk about it all the time, everything in parkour we can connect to struggles in life because mm-hmm. it's not the physical movement that we're learning from. It's the experience internally. It's our tool to learn the, the things in life. Well, Kalum, we're running out of time here because one hour long already. I appreciate it. I am really going to be surprised at how much content is actually in this. I feel like we just rambled for an hour. And <laughs> That's a, good, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we were both r- rambled <laughs> a lot. It's good. 
you know, if we put them all together, them. maybe there's a couple of nice sentences. Yeah, maybe it's just a 15 minute one of actually like the idea and the rest I'm gonna is just edit, us. I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> Please do it. You have full <laughs> permission. No, no, no. It's okay. No? It's okay. It's good. Oh but there's Tic Tac still. I give you two options and you pick one. Right. Are you ready? Yes, I think so. I'm. There might be an... Uh, I might sound very ignorant at the end on the last one because I'm going to have to ask a question if it's the one that I think it is. But okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <Are you good? laughs> I know what's happening already. <laughs> Keep my dignity, let's go. Okay, so let's go. Ilabako or Vorslav? Right, who is Vorslav? Can, can, <laughs> I think I know who it is. I'm real bad with names, bro. I've been watching it. I'm like, Oleg, I Oleg. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be controversial here. I'm going to say Oleg. I think okay. he's madness. I okay, love, okay. I, like, yeah, sorry, carry on. Quick tic-tac. It's all right. Hip-hop or jazz? Me, personally, I'm going to go with hip-hop. Coffee jazz or tea? Is hip-hop. Coffee or it's, tea, uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not get into a conversation. Let's have another conversation. No, no, but wait, I can just tell. It's always, it's, man, it's always about you personally, you know? Um, I know, but I, there's so many thoughts because I know about jazz and how jazz influenced hip-hop and I love all that stuff. Anyway, coffee or tea? Coffee, 100%. Performing, like, performing or coaching? Ooh, I think coaching, um, but maybe in the future more performing. It sounds weird, but I think... Usually it's the other way around, but I, I don't know. I think, but definitely coaching, coaching for sure. Banana or mangoes? Mango. Backflip or front flip? In the past, front flip, right now, backflip. David Bell or Sebastian Fulcan? <laughs> Why are you hitting me with that one? Oh, as I said, everything's jelly. I think David Bell is real cool for the sort of media side, but I rep the, the, what Sebastian Foucan said, and I guess personally more Sebastian Foucan, actually. Yeah, I think Sebastian Foucan. <laughs> yeah. And now the last one, I'm gonna ask you what you're doing tonight, beer or wine? I'm gonna say neither. I don't oh, like cute. either, like the only one that I can actually drink is Guinness. But, <laughs> But I, I'm a fast drinker. Essentially, I either I don't drink at all or I drink really quickly because I just don't like the taste. You know that kind of like yeah. thing most people do when they're like yeah. young children. I do that every time. So, <laughs> no, all right. neither, neither. Sorry, bruv. Okay, nice. Fine. Thank you, anyway. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Man, it I was hope a pleasure. you're going to have a great weekend training. And your good session now for you and your friends there in the Halle? Yeah, there's not many. There's only like, I think one other person. I've kind of left him alone by himself. In a bit <laughs> I, I was like, yo, bro, sorry. can I take your laptop? And I'll see you later, man. Who's the person? Biko Ruland. Oh, I don't know him. No, you don't know him. But he's uh, Allerup alumni. There's Allerup. Allerup. He went to Allerup. Yo, nice. check out Allerup. It's, it's, I definitely rep the place. <laughs> place as well we should have talked I've been to Allerup of course I met you there man come on I know yeah no I, you reminded me that last time that's what I was saying you love anyway we're rambling on nothing finishes with me I can make the end <laughs> now we're going to talk one hour about Allerup alright <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I could anyway no thank you so much it was a pleasure lovely I, I've, I, yeah good, good shit I like these chats these chats are real nice I've had a lot of interesting it's a lot of really nice conversations, conversations that I've heard 
in different groups for a long time. So I've heard a lot of people commenting on that in the community. So like, yeah, man, I really rep this bringing the discussion out and like yes, everything yeah. you said, I don't know, I'm making it longer, but when you said like, it's just an excuse to talk to your friends. Yeah, yeah it, is. Exactly it is. Exactly that. Exactly <laughs> that. Just rate your friends and get excited with your friends about jumping it's on just walls. an excuse to make friends. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can I talk to you, please? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's cool what shit. I love it. Good Thanks. Stuff. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. Honor to be part of it. Straight up. Cool. All right. So have a good evening and a good weekend. And I talk to you soon. Yeah, man, I'll send you voice messages for days. Right, much love. (laughs) Much love. Thanks for today. Ciao, ciao.